This We Believe is the series that we're in this summer, and it's really good to be up in front of you this morning to share a little bit what God has been teaching me. I love that phrase in that song, in your name I come alive, I declare your victory. That's what we did here this morning with the baptism. That's what we do here as a church is we declare the victory of the Lord in our lives. Like I said, we've been doing this series uh, this, called This We Believe because what we believe really matters because it affects how we behave and ultimately who we become as people. And so knowing what you believe is essential. Now, this morning is a little bit different because we had baptisms. We also are going to have this serve and um, connect expo in the lobby. So I'm going to take my 30-minute message and give it to you in 10. It's like the best day ever at church, right? Like, my kids are super ecstatic right now, so... Um, but really what it is about the church is important. We've been talking about the last few weeks. The first week we said the church is a body of many members. And that's just how it's described in God's word is the church is, a, is described as a body with many members. As well, last week, Mark talked about the church as a body that is connected in community. Being part of community is really, really important. And then this morning, we're talking about the church is a body um, built up through service meaning that we are called to serve one another, to serve the community that we are a part of for the glory of the Lord. That's why we, we gather. It's one of the things we are called to do as the church. Now, we get this in our statement of faith that I just want to show you really quick in a couple different places. Sometimes we've been going through kind of one article at a time. This idea of service kind of shows up in a few different places. Let, let me show you two of them. Uh, the first one is in the article of the Holy Spirit. It says this, the Holy Spirit also indwells, illuminates, guides, equips, and empowers believers for Christ-like living and service. So that we are empowered for Christ-like living and service. It's part of what the Holy Spirit does in our life. The second is in the article of Christian living, and it says this, God commands us to love him supremely and others sacrificially and to live out our faith with care for one another, compassion uh, towards the poor, and justice for the oppressed. So this is what we believe, is that we're called as men and women of God to use the gifts, talents, to bring glory to the Lord. And I see this in this one text that I want, to, I want to open up with you, and then I want to share a little bit of the Erie campus here. So if you have a Bible, why don't you turn to Romans 12? We're going to start in verse 3. So it says this, For the, by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, so by the grace that God has given you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So God has given us a measure of faith that's different for all of us in this room, and we're called to use that measure of faith to live out our lives. And then he says this in verse 4. For as in one body we have many members, which we've talked about, and the members do not have all the same function. So we... Uh, though many are in one body in Christ and individual members of one another. And then it says this in six, having gifts that, gifts that different, sorry, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If it is prophecy, let us are in proportion to our faith. If service in serving, uh, the one who teaches 
in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So God, a couple of things that I learned in this is God has given all believers at least one gift. It's one of the things that I've learned as I've read through scripture and I've read through the gifts. A little side note that you maybe want to do some little research uh, later today is think of it at fours and twelves. And what I mean by that, you can look at all the different spiritual gifts in um, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12. So fours and twelves, you can find the list of spiritual gifts. But here in um, Romans 12, we learn that like, Every believer has at least one gift. The second thing I know is no believer has all the gifts. That's why we are a part of the body that we need each other to, be, to reach full maturity, as it talks about in Ephesians 4. And the second one, is, and the last thing is, every believer is called to use their gifts to build up the church, to build up the body of believers. That we are called to use our gifts to bring glory to the name of the Lord, to encourage one another, to spur one another on towards love and good deeds, to equip one another to acts of service, love and kindness. That is why God has given us gifts through the Holy Spirit is to use them to glorify his name. Now, one of the things that I think about and I think about the story of how we got here today, because I don't think a lot of people know what the story is of how we ended up in this room. But back in 2006 is when we launched the Erie campus. But before that, in 2005, we encouraged the church to pray for 100 days straight. And there was no direction at that point other than just to pray. And the men and women at Calvary began to pray faithfully. What I also learned before that is there was a group of men, actually back in the 70s, and they would gather together on a Thursday morning. It was a time in the church where things were growing and they were seeking the Lord, what do we do next? And they began praying. And through that group, that was when the Boulder campus at the spot that they are currently located began to happen. And they built a facility there where they've done incredible ministry over many, many years. Now that group of men continued to pray faithfully every Thursday morning. That started in the 70s. Friends, today, some of those men still gather on Thursday mornings and pray for the church. It's what they can do to contribute to the cause. They're men of prayer. And I can't even imagine what their prayers have done in protecting this church and guiding this church. And oh man, I just think of that as a gift that those men have been doing faithfully day in and day out. And then the Lord led us to, to start a new campus. And even before we kind of had our first service, we organized a way to go and put 4,000 door hangers on doors. And it wasn't that we wanted to just hang them on doors. We knocked on almost every single door in Erie with 200 people. It was a fantastic just start to what we were doing. And then we began to have services. And at those services, it required a team of people to show up at 6 a.m. to set up the kids' ministry, to set up the student ministry, to set up the worship uh, venue and the auditorium. Then people would come and practice. They'd be there for kids' check-in. They had to roll the carts off the trailer. Someone went out and put signs all around Erie to let them know that we were going to be meeting. And for eight years, people faithfully did that. We started with 200. I still think today there's at least 100 of those 200 that went and launched this campus, maybe even 150. 
And you know what? I know there's people in this room that received that door hanger, and that's why they're here today. It's kind of an incredible story where the church said, we believe in the mission. We believe in reaching this community. We're going to do whatever it takes to do that. And then men and women, they served in kids ministry. They served in students. They led life groups. I got to be part of doing student ministry at the time. And there was a family, Kirk and Lisa Gaskins, who you might know. And they were so generous as they would open up their home. And every week for about five years, they would open up their home to student ministries. And it, by the end, there were over 100 students coming to their home. And before we started the ministry, like the staff, they would feed them dinner beforehand. So they would feed 20 college students dinner, and then we'd go and do ministry to all these homes. The refrigerator in the basement was marvelous. You open it up, there was soda like you couldn't believe. And I think they went through about 100 cans of soda knife, or like half cans, because kids couldn't drink it all, and we'd be pouring them out at the end of the night. But just the sacrifice and the generosity that the people gave so that we could gather here as a community of believers. Now, over the last year, we've had significant growth. I'm not sure if you've noticed or not, maybe getting out of the parking lot, but we've grown for over 25%. And back in those early days, we figured, out, we figured that about 80% of the church, the adults in the church, were serving faithfully every week. 80%, friends. That's a huge number in a church to have that kind of people serving and using their gift. And many of us now sit in this room because of the faithfulness of those who came and served because they were on mission with what we were doing as church. But more importantly, they were on mission with what God was doing in their life. And then, as I think about all the different stories of what has happened over the years, many women have had a passion to use the gifts and talents that they've had to contribute to the kingdom of God. I think of like Eric and um, Cheyenne Dishinger. They had a heart to see people connect with God's out in nature. And so they started Calvary Wilderness, which are backpacking trips that go out in the wilderness and they help students understand uh, what God has done and look at his creation and go deeper in their faith. And not only are they doing students now, they're doing families, men and women. And over the time of doing, I think 500 people have gotten to be a part of the Calvary Wilderness Ministry. There's another group of women who said, man, we really see a need in our schools on who are those who are having free and reduced lunch. And they said, man, when those students go away for long weekends, they don't have enough uh, food to fill their bellies. And so they organize these backpacks and they send them home every weekend to over 100 students in our community so that their bellies are full when they come back to school on like a Tuesday. And that is called Erie Uplink. And those women started that because they were passionate about what was happening here. We also have... I don't know if you know this, but there are three people on our staff team that we don't pay, but they still do annual reviews and we give them like a thousand percent raises every year. <laughs> it's fantastic. But they're so committed to what is happening here and they want to use their gift. They have the time and the resources that they're part of our staff meetings. They have desks, they contribute. They're like full-fledged staff members, but we don't pay them because they're using their gifts and talents to serve the Lord and these things. There's a group of men who come here on Thursday mor mornings. Most of the time they do work, but a lot of time it's about eating donuts and being together. <laughs> I'm telling you, these are some of the greatest guys I met. And what's really happened, not only do they serve and make this facility incredible, 
Like they love each other. They care for each other. They do life and ministry together. And this is not an underestimate. I can tell you that they have probably saved this congregation three quarters of a million dollars over the 10 years of them taking care of this building. They're just faithful servants who are being obedient to Christ. There's a ministry that a lady has started up because she's passionate about young girls seeing their identity in Christ and she just wants them to know who they are. I can go on and on and on about the people here at Calvary who are passionate about the Lord and know that they are gifted, right? Because every one of you is gifted. We don't have all the gifts, but we have a gift to be used for the kingdom of God, to, bring, to make his name exalted, friends. That's what we need to be doing. And like I said, we've grown a ton. But at the same time, we still need a lot of people to step into opportunities to continue the mission and vision because there are some people doing three or four jobs here and we need to spread that out. And so I would ask you to begin to pray, Lord, is there a way that I can get involved and contribute? Where, whether it's helping on the hospitality team or saying, I think I could step in and lead a life group. Or maybe you're super brave and you're like, I wanna do middle school ministry. <laughs> or kids ministry, or you're thinking, you know what? I see the church is doing a lot of things out in the community, I wanna be a part of that. I just encourage you to begin to pray and say, Lord, where is it that you have me? Because this is what Jesus said in Luke or in, in Mark 10, uh, 43 and 45. He said this. He said, um, and whoever, starting 44, and whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's the call on our lives, friends, is to follow the example of Jesus, that we would serve others, not come to be served. We used to have a saying around here that we would use all the time. We said, worship, learn, and serve. And the idea behind it is we wanted you to be in one of all three before you were in two of any, meaning you were in a worship environment, you were in a learning community environment, and you were serving. It was such a good staple of how we kind of moved forward in the early years is that you would worship, that you would learn, and that you would serve. Friends, if you are not contributing and you're a follower of Christ, I ask that you would begin to pray and say, Lord, how can I step into service and live out the call in my life? Because I know for me, when I was a young man and someone invited me to serve, it was the first time I began to understand the fullness of how God had created me to use my gifts and talents for the kingdom of God. And it was such an incredible journey that I felt like I got way more out of it than I ever gave. And I promise you that'd be the same for you too when you begin to say, man, I wanna use my, my time, my talents, and my treasures for the kingdom of God. It will encourage you, you'll be blessed, and you will see God move in mighty ways. Let me pray for us this morning. Father God, I thank you that your word is so true. And Lord, that we got to come together as the body of believers and experience incredible worship, the, 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 the stories of life transformation where people declared the, the, your victory, Lord, and the opportunity to hear your word. And Lord, I ask that this morning would stir in our hearts and that we would allow to see how good and great you are and that we would see how you've created us that we can be used for your kingdom, Lord. And so I ask that you just do a great work amongst the hearts in this room, Lord. We love you in your name. Amen.